Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. Thank you guys for tuning in to Nickish. You got your boys Mo, Nafi, and Faiz here on this Wednesday, September 14, 2022 edition of the show. Training camp and preseason start in a couple of weeks, so not much going on at the moment, but something pretty dope happened this weekend. We'll get to it in just a sec. Uh, bringing in my partner, Nafi. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling good. I mean, I like that tease you did. That's the yeah. sign of a professional, well-seasoned podcaster right there. You just tease the audience. But uh, I'm excited about what occurred today, or was it last night? And I'm excited for you to share that with our listeners. Faiz, how you feeling? Come get in here. Man, everyone knows the mood changes based on how New York sports goes. Mm. Yankees and Mets back on top. Giants come out Woo! with a win. Week one winning. Well, first time in six years. Saquon looking like him? Bro. Feeling good. The week, the week feels, tastes different. You know what I mean? After a, 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 like a, a win of your football team, especially opening week, is unfamiliar territory for us, you know what I mean, as Giants fans. so Life feels like a, a glass of New York City tap water. Just exquisite. Mm. You know what I mean? Ex- <laughs> exquisite. <laughs> mad, mad character and some kick uh, to it. You know what I mean? I was about to say sh- shout out to our mayor, but now we, we ain't doing that. Keep, mm. Proceed. Keep going. Keep going. Hey, bro, our mayor's a glorified club promoter right now. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying he's like trying to audition to be a Coke boy. I was like, damn, bro. <laughs> he's fucking hit up French Montana. He ain't got to do all this. <laughs> I'm sure you can hit him up directly. <laughs> I'm just imagining fucking Eric Adams. I'm a motherfucking coke boy. Like, <laughs> yo, he about to be narrating the next French mixtape. Like, yo, facts. <laughs> and French is the type to do it, bro. He's right? Type, like, <laughs> fucking intro to fuck with me, get some money and shit, Eric mm. Adams. Oh, no. <laughs> we can picture it, you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, enough of the, the pleasantries, Mo. Yo, go ahead. Tell our listeners that may not be clued into uh, the happenings on uh, Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, so, something pretty cool happened. Uh, kind of we, cool. we uh, cool. it, it, Yeah, I, I'd say it's kind of cool. We got a message from one of our followers who is the aunt of a certain Knicks player. And she's like, hey, did you see, uh, you know, my nephew post a picture or, you know, post that he's or showed that he's wearing a hat? And I was like, what, what you mean? And then I, I go on, I see from his story that one Nick's point guard, Emmanuel Quickly, is wearing a Nickish mm. hat. My mind was fucking mm. blown. And mm. she's like, she's like, oh yeah, I had this other picture too. And it was a post that she posted three weeks ago. I'm like, bro, like I like the picture, but I didn't, I didn't realize that he was wearing the hat then. So I, my mind was blown again. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. Cause this is what we've been working towards, bro. Like we've All been right. we've been doing yeah. the podcast for a minute, and the apparel is really the, the bread and butter for Nickish. And this is this is us trying to say that, and what we've been trying to say for a minute that we have the best Knicks fan apparel in the market. And I, I'm saying it right here now. And if it's not, I'm manifesting it. But I, I think at this point, maybe the only person or only group that comes a close second is a New York Knicks, bro. We got the number one <laughs> Knicks fan apparel in the market right now. If you guys didn't get anything yet, go to nick-ish.com. Grab yourself a pair, a hat that Emmanuel quickly has worn, and 
a number of other people who we're so lucky to have follow us has worn. And uh, we got something special coming up in, in a week or so. We got new snapbacks coming. But, yo, that was that was surreal. That was exciting. And I'm so appreciative of, of IQ and his aunt, like, just being sir, showing yes, us that love and wearing Nickish, bro. Child, I was about to say, did some Freaky Friday shit just happen? Like, usually I'm the one who's talking mad shit for no reason. But, okay, Mo, go ahead. I, I got not much more to add to that. But just beyond all that, gratitude and thanks to uh you know the quickly family for rocking with nickish and yo iq's about to level up the season three right and um mm-hmm. it's gonna be a very nickish season for all parties involved i'd say listen emmanuel quickly was you know posting that like low-key thirst trap with, with the nickish hat like <laughs> if you're trying to get some you know if you're trying to do some put that nickish hat on you know you might get a DM through Hinge or something. I'm but... saying we not saying, but we also not not saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying we we give him the hat a lot of love, but hoodie season's around the corner. Give the hoodie some love too, man. It, mm. It's it, restart it, coming soon. Restart coming soon. Just yep. be on the lookout. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. Like that's 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 what it is. Like we have special products, and we're trying to make the highest quality possible because the fan base. Because we have or we're part of one of the greatest fan bases in the world right now in sports. And, you know, the Knicks fans are, they're worldwide and they all deserve to wear apparel to, to show that they are Knicks fans and Nick ish is really the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, simple and plain, like we're just trying to make dope shit for Knicks fans. You know what I mean? Like we all want family. We want all rooting for the same team. We're just try to make some dope shit for Knicks fans to rep the, the squad that, you know what I mean? We all love and the city we all like, you know, love as well. So that's what Nick is about. That's what we're trying to do, and this fall is going to be a fun one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Shit like this reminds me of, like, we're just fans, too, you know? Like, we got a little That's, fangirl moment. We'll, ne- we'll like, never stop being fans, bro. That's know, what, at like, the end of the day. You know what I mean? Just like, expected just us to be all professional fans. and shit, but you got one of our favorite players, like, one of the guys we're rooting for every night wearing our shit, like, Come on, man. We got to give that a shout out. We got to give that some love. Yeah, yeah. And there's no, honestly, we didn't think it would have happened. You know, at this point we're, you know, this, this was a dream for us when we first started doing the apparel and we really started marketing the hoodies September of last year, maybe October of last year. And the, to, to see that there's an actual Knicks player wearing our shit a year later, that's, that's like, I'm truly thankful for that. And we didn't think it would happen so quickly. Uh-huh. 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 All right, mic drop. You know what I mean, I'm unplugging the mic. You know what I mean, we might even just stop this whole podcast. Oh. All right, and that's a wrap, yo. Give us that five star review. <laughs> yo, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, yeah, just basically all we can say right now to kind of put a bow on this and move into our podcast. Just stay tuned. You know what I mean? More, yeah. more to come. And uh happy that uh folks are riding with us you know what i mean yeah we love all ride. you guys wearing nickish man there, mm-hmm. there are a lot of people that are supporting us and we're again truly thankful and, and and appreciative and we hope that you guys wear them out to the knicks games that's really what they're for to wear them out to to msg and and show your support for the knicks just like just like we all are yeah get that, and, uh, get that new york city head nod you know when you're rocking that oh, nickish yes, apparel down the street like <laughs> i see you <laughs> I do that to myself every time I'm wearing the hoodie and pass by the mirror. You know I mean? <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to like stop yourself. But um, I see a young blood with the knickers. <laughs> um, I right, fellas, we started off with the positivity. I like that because our last episode, Mo over here hit us with the negativity <laughs> real quick. So we still is, on that. Okay, I like this 180. <laughs> no, nah, because like it's relevant now because I know we wanted to 
you know, put a close or put, you know, put her just uh, just stop talking about the Donnie Mitchell saga. But then, you know, today he happened to have an ESPN interview with, you know, celebrity of the summer, Brian Windhorse. You know what I mean? And he pretty much confirmed I'm paraphrasing. And by paraphrase, I mean, just going to use that confirmation bias to say, oh, Donnie proved my my take right. Danny Ainge is an asshole. You know what I mean? Like there was he seemed like a man that was very sure he was going to New York. I'm talking about Donnie Mitchell. And it didn't happen. And he's, you know, now he's made peace with being in Cleveland, right? So to me, that's my take on it so far. I mean, y'all, y'all can like hit on it, but that's how I feel. Danny Ainge is a sicko. Oh, wait, no. Before I, <clears throat> I want to address, I'm going to get real serious now, serious voice. I want to address an, an erroneous moment in the last pod where, not erroneous on my part, I actually quoted a story from Ryan Russello, which he himself got wrong because the whole story was about how like Danny Ainge like was the one that like, was going to trade KG to the Lakers. That didn't make any sense because Ainge was the one that traded for him. And in that pod, Simmons himself corrected him. And if you go back to that pod right now, shit you not, that segment has been edited out of the episode. So, you know what I mean? If the pros can do that, I can come over here and just be like, yo, the sentiment is still the same. Ainge is a dickhead. But, you know, the, the details of an anecdote that I was restating from memory from a podcaster we got enough ages of dickhead anecdotes to, to make up for that one. So Absolutely. So don't even worry about it. Exactly. But point remains, he, he was dealing in bad faith, and that's what it was. So, And in I summary, guess, it was Ryan Rosillo's fault that you got the, the quote. Absolutely. Absolutely. Say, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you said you said Donovan Mitchell had to make with his peace with uh, going to Cleveland. What a man has to go through to make his peace living <laughs> in Cleveland, man. I don't want to ever experience that. I don't env- I don't envy Donovan Mitchell in the position that he was placed in to have to do do that and go through and then go on live TV and say that he he's excited about going to Cleveland with the squad. I mean, yeah, I'd be excited to go to the squad too. That but a good team, his it's, it's a good team. But really, I think a man in his position was more excited of how his life overall outside of basketball was going to be in addition to basketball. I'm sure he was looking out for what kind of endorsements he'll be. It was, it was going to be his first opportunity to be with family since I think high school. I think he was in boarding school in high school and then obviously college and then Utah. I think he was really looking out for this to be his chance to be close to home while, while playing for, you know, one of the greatest franchises in, in history with the Knicks and playing in the world's most famous or famous arena. So yeah. uh, no, my two cents is uh Danny Ainge is a dick. He is a, uh, he, he worked, uh, you know, not in good faith because I think the impression that everyone got, including us here and a lot of people in the NBA, was that he was going to trade eventually with, with the Knicks. And it was just a matter of figuring out what the best best package is. And really, he was just raising the price and then went ahead with Cleveland, which he found to be the, the better offer. And, you know, again, I'll say what I said last week, that he did the job of an executive, which was to get the best package for his team. But it's still not... There's, you know, business is built off of relationships and you kind of fucked up your relationship with your star player and people are going to remember that. And you fucked up your relationship with another franchise with the Knicks and people are going to see that and recognize that. And it's pretty, it was pretty funny for me to see uh, Donovan Mitchell go on this interview, like what, like 10 days after it happened and really explain his piece. I feel like typically something like that happens at least a month or two later. Um, But he he went ahead and, and spoke his piece because he thought he was going to go to New York and he didn't. And uh, yeah, no, in summary, uh, just like Nafi said, Danny Ainge is a dick. I will say, though, and like I'm going to throw the fight after this, but kind of pose the question. I feel like today kind of did bring up something that maybe we should have talked a bit a little bit more in the summer or we just felt like it wasn't like something Donnie would seriously consider. But yo, 
he could have, he should have, he should have and could have just demanded that trade, just be a dickhead, you know what I mean? But he obviously is a uh, very image conscious, and he, we, I think Donnie, you know, we obviously don't know these these players, but he seems like a good dude, and he generally probably didn't want to cause that kind of fuss, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. behind the scenes. But you know, if you put his foot down and you know act like a dickhead towards King Dickhead Danny Ainge, it might be a different story to tell today on ESPN with Brian Windhorst. He'd be probably rocking orange and blue, you know what I mean? But I want to get y'all like fights. Like, what do you what do you think? Do you think like after hearing today the news that kind of came out from Donnie's mouth himself, you think he should have just like demanded that trade? I mean, we don't know if he did or didn't, but if it was like a public trade demand, it would have been publicized crazy, right? So, I guess what you take on that and just like what happened today with uh, Donnie and Windhorse? I mean, like the the Knicks fan in me that's like just wants to see that box office, like fun young player in the garden, you know, like, like we said so many times, like Donovan Mitchell would have been probably the best player that's on our team since Carmelo Anthony and in, mm. in, in terms of like superstar box office, just a great overall player. But, you know, that guy is telling me like, yeah, you know, I wish Donovan had just done that, but you know, and not to say that the mellow trade wasn't, we shouldn't have done it or anything, but just remembering that mellow did that. And remembering that we had to keep pushing more chips in the table. Maybe those chips wouldn't be as valuable as the chips we'd have to push in this scenario. But like, you know, if Donovan had done that, we would have probably had to push all these chips that we're so happy to hold on to and keep. So the logical guy in me is telling me like, I'm kind of glad it didn't happen. I'm glad that we got to keep our young guys because we wouldn't get that RJ Barrett. You know, we wouldn't have that RJ Barrett signing most likely if Donovan Mitchell's out the door. And, you know, hearing him say this is actually getting me more excited knowing that his mind is still on New York. He's still Mm -hmm. thinking about New York. Like, and you know, uh, not to shit on Cleveland, like we can shit on Cleveland. Like, I feel so bad. Like, but no one hates the Cavs. You know, we're not trying to shit on the Cavs. We're just shitting on Cleveland. And it's like, you know, he clearly doesn't want to be in Cleveland, the city. So when that contract is up in 2025, and if the Cavs don't do much with it, we could get Donovan at a cheaper price because less contract, you know, less time on the contract, or possibly just outright sign him. So, yeah. you know, his mind is still on New York. So if anything, and he's so young that him at 28, it, it still sounds pretty exciting to me. Still in Probably, the middle of his prime. Heck, you the, know, the start of his prime, the way athletes age nowadays. Possibly you know I mean? around like a better team because this team was not built for uh, Donovan Mitchell to be acquired with a guy like Jalen Brunson, with Randall still on this team. So mm. maybe next time around, you know, we go to the gym, look a little better. And, you know, Donovan Mitchell's in our arms. We glow you know? up a little like, bit, you know what I mean? The youngins up, grow up a little bit, you know what I mean? The mature, like, I mean, growing into our bodies, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, so Donovan Mitchell, we, we might see that blue and orange with the Brian Windhorst interview pretty soon. So I'm I'm not, I'm not, you know, too hung up on it. It's actually pretty awesome to see Donovan Mitchell still, like, you know, New York is still in his head. <laughs> He's still thinking about us. Last thing I want to say about this, and now we can really put a close on the Donnie chapter. Like, we closed it last week. This is just the epilogue that we just, you know, by no desire of our own had to discuss today. But I will say, going off what you said, Faiz, you know, we just had a good example of this. Something like that happened similarly with James Harden. Traded to Brooklyn. That shit went left. He ended up going to getting traded again to the Sixers, where he really wanted to go, it turned out, right? So maybe, you know, we work with the Cavs now and get our boy Donnie for a discounted rate. Who's, who's to say if it goes left? You know what I mean? You never know. So either way, the, I feel like the doors will open on Donnie. But right now, you know, as we've been saying, you know, since we missed out on him, focus on the squad we got. And yeah, I'm, I'm at the point where like, bro, preseason right around the corner. Excited about the, the, the team we got. And I'm even I'm even tapering off the Julius Randle hate. You know what I mean? Like, let's go into a new season, new chapter. 
as a fan, got to be optimistic, you know? Hopefully it all, it, you know, he bounces back and, you know, we can all just kind of laugh at our Julius takes once again. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. But, yeah. Any last words a, on Donnie? A lot, of, a lot of well wishing. A lot of well wishing there, but. Life of a Knicks fan, brother. Come on. Man. Any last <laughs> I'm, words on I'm Donnie, Mo? Uh, no, I, I can't really say that I would predict the same kind of hardened situation happening to Donnie just because their personality is so different. Like you, like you yourself mentioned, he, he just doesn't give off that kind of vibe to demand a trade. I think Ainge knew that he wanted to go to the Knicks. I think he quietly mentioned a couple of teams he'd be interested in. That's why Ainge's a dick, because he didn't follow through. So I mm. doubt Cleveland was on that list. It was more so probably Miami, New York. And I think there might have been a report on it. Uh, I'm yeah, it was, Miami, New York, it was Miami, New York, and Brooklyn. Those are the two I mean, teams. You look at Danny Ainge. You can tell he's just like a player empowerment. Not in my country. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> That's Danny Ainge to a T, bro. He was not going to. These gonna... players have too much damn power. Right? Uh, well, too many rights. You know what I mean? That's Ainge's, like, mental fucking dialogue going on. But... Uh, yeah, and, and that's it. I mean, I just hope that the media doesn't really take this and keep it going for years. I mean, it's going to be a, it's gonna be really fucking annoying to have to constantly hear about it. But mm. um, I think at this point, we're just going to have to see how both, how both squads compete over the next season. And i rather, again, just take the time to really focus on our team. No, Nothing outside. Just focus on basketball. Just make sure we're playing good offense, good defense. That the, the offense flows through, that all of our young players are developing. And, you know, we're going to sooner rather than later, we're going to have to start talking about extensions for IQ and OB and, um, you know, and see, you know, where we take it from there. Uh, yeah. Set me up for a beautiful segue because now, I mean, as you said, block out the negativity and you know the you know you mentioned the media doing the shenanigans let's talk about the media real quick because our boy rj had a a fan event this week obviously for the fans to kind of celebrate his extension he had a cool one-on-one interview with uh Mon- monica mcnutt who's really great at her job you know and uh, i thought out, it was shout a cool out monica. facts shout out monica i'd say uh, a friend of nickish you know but it's a, it's an honor for us to say that um, but yeah, you know, it's the same old story on, on social media, NBA reporters just kind of threw their same, you know, tantrum. They probably had these tweets saved in the draft. You know what I mean? Like, oh, then NBA should do something about the Knicks, not allowing the media. I'm, I'm going I'm to just throw it up to y'all. Like, what what you guys make of that? I know we don't want to talk about it, but it happened. Really no basketball being played. Actually, no basketball being played. Right. So we got to talk about it. But uh, what y'all make of the, that uh, that bullshit that happened this week? I mean, I, I liked it. Big middle finger from the organization to the media. They did the same thing for Jalen Brunson. It worked out beautifully. He didn't have to be asked about Donovan Mitchell or uh, the any of the uh, trades that the Knicks were trying to make. And he, had, he was honored in his own free agent signing, and the focus was on him, as it should be. Same case for R.J. Barrett, not even two months later, or actually two months later. And, you know, he, he's signing his first extension after his, his first, you know, couple of years as a rookie, and he's making $120 million. The focus should be on R.J. Barrett. This is the first time a Knicks player, Knicks rookie, is getting extended in decades. So the focus should be on that, not Donovan Mitchell. And we know, we know how the media is. We know how the Knicks media is, and they would have 120,000% asked about Donovan Mitchell and mm. what he thought about it and, and all that. They, w- they would have at least tried to. And it would just it would just make for awkward situations and issues with, uh, you know, put it, putting RJ in an awkward situation, putting all of our executives in an awkward situations. So, it's it's best to avoid it. We that chapter is closed now. Let's let's move forward. So I agree. I would have done it myself, and uh, 
no, nah, they that was a right decision, a smart decision from from the organization to not let the media come in. So I want to preface what I have to say before, like you know, with it's not that I don't want the Knicks to be held accountable. Like there are times where I feel like it is reasonable for the media to get upset. Like last season when Randall was having his string of bad games, I did feel like they overcoddled and protected him and mm-hmm. they weren't, you know, they weren't letting him come out to talk to the media. And we saw RJ come out and talk instead and, you know, really be the man of the team. And that was something we were really frustrated at with the Knicks and with Julius Randall, like, you know, own up to your mistakes and that's what it's there for. But this situation, I just feel like, it doesn't call for it. Like we already know that these two signings were very controversial with all the things around it with Jalen Brunson, uh, you know, being intertwined with the Donovan Mitchell talks and being intertwined with the Dallas Mavericks talks and, and so many things. And this RJ Barrett signing was even more controversial with, you know, the post coming out alongside the Donovan Mitchell uh, news and whatnot. So we just knew that once the media guys like Mark Berman that don't have really a good reputation with, with the media and the questions they ask, you know, like always trying to like Mark Berman coming out talking about SGA right after the, the, the this trade doesn't fall through. So, you know, you guys don't really deserve to ask our guys questions. And like, wh- what do you think you're going to get out of them? Like, and these questions you want to ask media day is right around the corner. Go, go like embarrass them and annoy them. Then media day. Two we're weeks at, from now, bro. They're <laughs> acting like we're doing war crimes. Like it's fucking basketball, guys. Like relax. Like, bro, I, I hate. That's the part I hate. Like, I, we, like I feel like we're all in the same boat. We're like, we're not saying shut out the media. They, you're like, they have like they, have they, a role. they play a valuable role. Like, yeah. I, like you know, their access to like post game press conferences. You know what I mean? Or like media day, being able to ask all those questions. Time and place for that. Like, if the Knicks want to have a fan event for their fans and celebrate a young cornerstone getting the bag. Why you got to make it something else? Because, like, these motherfuckers, I hate it. I hate how, like, anytime anything like this ever happens, it's always the same pompous, over-serious kind of rant that somehow ends up in eth- about ethics and journalism. Bro, shut the fuck up. You're a sports writer. The Knicks are a commercial entity, a sports team. You know what I mean? And, like, the only people that they're accountable to are James Dolan. And you know what I mean? And James Dolan is accountable to who? His, his shareholders and the fans, his customers. And it was a fan event. That's not to say shut out the media you know what i mean whatever we're not we're not with that because at the end of the day media days in two weeks is Faiz, you pointed out and last i checked these guys even even whether it's in locker rooms or in these post game zoom calls i don't know if that's the thing whatever but they get they you, they get their chances to ask ask questions you know and really what it is is i feel like a lot of these media types and shout out to vivek friend of the pod and he put out a really good article about a month ago just about really touching on how Knicks media, especially and basketball media, they're getting laughed and like by the independent content creators, by fans. We don't have any access. We're like p- great people, like you know the the dudes at Knicks Film School, Strickland. They don't have the access that Mark Berman does. But I'd read the, like Strickland Knicks Film School stuff ten times out of ten over anything from New York Post or new you know Daily News or whatever the fuck. Right. That's kind of what it is. I feel like the old guard got to like embrace change. Because whining and bitching ain't gonna do it. Adam Silver is literally not gonna do anything about this. I would be shocked. Which like none of the real sports, like like no one like Woj, Shams, like these important reporters who have access, who like if the information that they're like saying that the Knicks are hiding or like trying to keep away, like it's accessible. If you if you know the right people, they're accessible, you can get that content. And it's like they're saying that like the media is like the Knicks are hold, withholding information, like 
come on, guys. Like, they're not withholding information. You guys are just trying to harass young players and trying to annoy them with conversations about that have nothing to do with the roster or the team. Now, if you're going to come out and ask real questions about RJ's workout regimen, like, oh, like, you know, what has he worked on in the offseason? Like, how does he feel going into next season? I'm all with it. But we already know the kind of idiotic questions that are going to be asked. How do you feel about being in the Donovan Mitchell? What info? You know, RJ is going to come out, give a generic ass answer, like, I'm on the team now. You know, my focus is with the team. Like, come on, guys. Like, nah, like bro. use your brain. Like, use Yo, your fucking brain. The like, don't in the Knicks. We're, we're, we're withholding Pentagon-level info, bro. You thought Mar-a-Lago was a fucking, <laughs> a fucking scandal? You know what I mean? That's why the media's in the tizzy, bro. We got, we got crazy secrets. That's why they're getting pissed. No, I'm obviously playing. RJ Barrett got the fucking nuclear codes or some shit. Like, right? That's on, how guys. they act. I'm just like, it's basketball. Compare this shit to Adolf Hitler. Like, come on, guys. Like, and like, last note on this, and we can move on because this is an exhausted topic. I feel like even you're predating you, Faiz. I feel like me and Mo have like touched on some variation of this topic in like multiple podcast episodes every year since we started doing this shit. And we're, you know, I mean, we're non experts here, but it's really what it comes down to. It's like, yo, it's sports, it's entertainment. Like, you guys are not being completely shut out. Yeah, you might not have the exact access you want tough tough deal you know what i mean like do your job <laughs> be better at your job you know what i mean it is what it is i feel like any last thoughts mo or do we want to no um you <laughs> I, I was laughing when he mentioned the those zoom interviews because that shit that that memory was locked away for for since 2020 but i, I totally know if was i totally season, forgot like... that that happened because it, right. it it did happen and we would right. watch it live because we had nothing else to do because we were all home so we would mm-hmm. watch these interviews on YouTube live and they're all I think, Zoom I, calls. I think I watch more Zoom post press conferences than I watched like any press conferences. Exactly. Be honest. I like, totally forgot that all happened. Uh, uh, and not, Joe, shit, oh my god, it, it intertwined with the Joe Judge era too. Oh, I know it's not basketball, but that's oh, just Lord. sucked, bro. Yo, that's shout it. out Brian Dabble, bro. It's good to have a coach of the New York football giants with a set of balls, bro. Like <laughs> he didn't coach like an airheaded, like Dumbass like Joe Judge would. You what know was what that? Mean? Trying to kick on the fucking third down. Oh, oh yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> the the Broncos coach, right? Fucking 64 yard, whatever. Well, I mean, we're not going to get into football. The Giants but, tried doing that too in the, against the Washington like last season. Like that's when Joe Judge, like, mm-hmm. or he tried mm-hmm. to QB stick. I can't remember what he tried, but it was bad, bro. It's okay. Like, he's, he's Bill Belichick's problem once again. So, you know, he went crawling back to daddy. Good for him. We're, we're, we're cool with Brian Dabble. We got at least one confirmed cool coach in New York. Let's see if Tibbs can regret, like, reclaim Bearded Tibbs, man. Bearded Tibbs. You hey, guys yo. didn't see, like. That might, got, that might be the game changer. I'm shout just out saying. Jeremy, bro. He had the funniest meme, like, uh, Bearded Tibbs versus, oh, my God, bro. <laughs> that shit had me done, bro. Like, <laughs> um, now, I guess this, this isn't the, the smoothest pivot, but uh, one last major headline, obviously, is a little bit more serious. And we mentioned Adam Silver's name. You know, people bitching about Adam Silver have, trying to do, like, Obviously, reporters bitching about and begging Adam Silver to quote unquote do something about the Knicks and Dolan. This man could barely handle like outright blatant racism by one of the owners, aka Robert Sarver. You know what I mean? He got bigger fish to fry and he's not racism, well, sexism, mm-hmm. like with the amount mm-hmm. of things we could go on and on. Like, I think there was like 200 reports or something, over 200 reports of like Crazy, shit that guy bro. done. Like, insane. Focus your attention on something important, man. Like, just like people actually being hurt and affected at their workplace Mm. Mm -hmm. like somewhere that people go into work every day and try to like live a normal life get a paycheck and go home like it's a it's a shame man like 
Yeah, I mean, Mo, you got like the full details of his quote unquote punishment pulled up, but I think like no. while you're pulling it up, no. I think the main thing it starts off with he's quote unquote suspended from ownership for a year. How do you suspend an owner? <laughs> it's his team. You know what I mean? Just just get him the fuck out of here, right? And then he had to pay like a ten million fine, which is probably like one percent of his net worth. And I think I don't know. I, I, it, was, it pissed me off so much, but like Adam Silver was asked about it obviously today, and he was just like, "Oh, you know, we 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 can't like punish him too hard. Like the 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 owners have different standards or whatever." I was like, "That's really what it comes down to. It's just us seeing the reality that Silver doesn't, you know, Silver works for the owners basically." He's not the commissioner. He's a figurehead that works for these billionaire owners. And that's why Robert Sarver got a basically a slap on the wrist for being a humongous piece Bro, of shit. His punishment was basically going to a training program. Like, that's the shit you do when, like, Brian at the fucking office, like, you know, makes a passive aggressive comment or something, like, send them to, like, some video training. Like, dude, the shit that Robert Sarver has come out doing, like, it's like, like, he's just a bad person. Like, you know, yeah. like, I hate yeah. to say it, like, some racism, some sexism. Like, no, this guy was a trifecta. Like, he's, like, triple-double shit. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's a bad, bad person, man. Yeah. Like, the, like and Misogynist, it's, sexist, racist. To Russ Westbrook of, like, the, of, of evil. And, you know like, the mean? shit that he was saying, like, I can't even, like, get myself to come out of my... Like, he was apparently talking about condoms at every single meeting like how weird do you have to be to talk and not in like a good way like you know what i mean like not there's a, no good way to bring up condoms in the workplace that's like, uh, you know, you know know what know, I mean? maybe but, promote safe sex or something but no he's <laughs> like he's he's a weirdo man and he's so, been doing it for 18 years and 18 years bro since 2004 it took this long to catch him like even the casual nba fans know about the things that robert sarver has done people have been trying to get this guy for years and they finally quote unquote get him and like it's it's kind of pathetic at the end of the day when your best player like lebron james writes a better statement than adam silver does in like two tweets about about this whole situation and you know lebron it's it's really unfair man it's it's really unfair that this is the only punishment you get for for like all these all these actions like and the logic behind adam silver's decision doesn't make sense either what when you compare it to what he had to deal with eight years ago with donald sterling and he, he was able to ban him for life because he was caught on video. But, like, just because he's not caught on video or you can't physically hear him say it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Every and single it, person yeah. in the organization, like, yeah, witnesses, out and, yeah. Like, you have witnesses. Like, you know, shout out David Stern, man. RIP the GOAT. Like, he would not have let this shit stand because he understands the image of the NBA. He understands, like, what the fan base wants and like this is down to the nitty-gritty fans like everybody like there's nobody i've seen that's defending fucking robert sarver bro like he like and he owned by the way the nba team and the wnba phoenix work like you own a wnba team saying this type of shit like it's something else man and adam silver's supposed to be that guy who's who's listening to the fans who's supposed to quote-unquote be knowing and doing the right thing because we've seen him you know uh, the donald for example he made the right call but it just doesn't make sense why he wouldn't make the call this time, especially when he knows on what kind of, especially since like in the last eight years, like people have understood more, people are more open-minded and understanding and realize that there's certain things that are not okay to say and to let this man slide. And $10 million is nothing for a, for a billionaire NBA team owners, nothing for us is like a couple of thousand dollars. And like it, it's it's sad. It's sad. It's, it's only probably a one why year he was. Suspension. It's why he was pinching pennies with fucking DeAndre Ayton because he that's knew a, that that's had... a tax write off, bro. That's like, you know what? I hope you know what I mean. Like LeBron speaking up, 
is is he basically controls the league. You know what I mean, he has probably the most power in the league right now, walking right. So hopefully his tweets set off like a, a like a whole like snowball of events that gets Sarver the fuck out of here, right? Because there ain't no call for that. But the most cynical part of me is saying Sarver got this punishment because the other twenty nine owners signed off on it, and they signed off on it because if they go too far on Sarver. They're next. They're exactly. Next. Because you know what? At the end of the day, most billionaires are not decent people. You know what I mean? And it is what it is. You know, <laughs> to end on a very somber, depressing note. You know, but uh, yeah, we should have hey, switched that. Maybe, we, should, I mean, we should have switched the order there. <laughs> right. But you know what? Hey, let's get, let's get some conspiracy minded shit going. You know, James Jones runs the, you know, he's a GM of the Suns. His, he, he works with Clutch. Boom. You know what I mean? Let LeBron buy the Suns. Even Steven. <laughs> There you go. Everybody wins. You know what I mean? Oh, no. This shit about to be. I mean, yo, as we're talking, Chris Paul has come out and said something about the punishment wasn't enough, you know? And I think everyone, like, this is, like, it's such a clear thing across the board. Like, everybody agrees on this. Like, there's nobody who's. I'm hoping it's one of those situations where Silver, like, he knew his hands were tied and he was just hoping, like, this punishment creates enough of a public out, outpour and out and, you know, uproar where, you know, He's he forced to the like... punishment. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So maybe that's what it is. But I, I think this. You know what I mean. Like the like I said, the cynical side of me is a little bit of wishful is, thinking. Yeah, yeah. This is it. You know what I mean. Like the piece of shit. Like like Sarver end up winning in life. As sad as, as it is to say. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I'm laughing as in like in the most cynical way possible. You know what I mean. Like this is some bullshit, bro. All right, take us home, Mo. <laughs> i'd After, say land the plane I, but this shit like is in the cornfield upside down you know we've never mean? we've never been in a position like this where we have to close out the episode like how do i i i guess I mean, at least I'll we're just not some fans you know uh, i mean i guess i feel bad for those content creators <laughs> yeah all right um the next season start well the preseason starts october 4th we're only a couple of weeks away training camp starts at the end of the month i don't know media day should be around the corner and the NBA season starts October 19th. So we're about a month away. Um, for Nickish, we have a lot of stuff coming out really soon. So just keep an eye out for over the next month. We're going to have new pieces dropping. We're going to have restocks. The hoodies are coming back. It is hoodie season and, and then some. So keep an eye out for that. We're, we're super excited to show you guys what we have in store. Um, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Nickish NYC. Follow, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple and give us that five-star review and rating. We appreciate it. It helps us a lot uh, going forward with the podcast. And uh, make sure you subscribe to our website, nick-ish.com. You'll get some exclusive. uh, Exactly. Uh, You'll get exclusive uh, updates on the apparel and any articles that come out by our very own Omar Faruqi, who should have a piece coming out soon. You know, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, until next time, take care. Peace. Peace. Peace.